0: what is up everybody welcome to another episode of the sean jones nba show and the season is finally here uh if you haven't had a chance to see my season predictions and team previews i did um, drop a a few different versions of essentially the same article um, on my website where i do deep dives on all 30 teams um I have my predictions for how the standings will finish out as well as some contender tiers uh, for who has the best chance to win the whole thing this year. Um, But I am recording this on October 25th. Uh, We had opening night last night with the Nuggets versus the Lakers um, on the night of their ring ceremony for the uh, Nuggets there. And then the second game was the Suns and the Warriors. Um, So for this pod, I'm just going to talk through uh, my initial reaction to those first two games and... um, what we can kind of take away from the, those four teams that did play. So uh, with that, let's get right into it. So starting off with the first game, uh, the Nuggets came out of the gate super hot against the Lakers. Their offense was <laughs> firing on all cylinders. They shoot, shot the hell out of the ball. Um, and the Lakers were a little flat coming out. Um, Denver ended up winning this game 119-107. to uh, 107. Um, it really stayed in that kind of window for most of the game. Um, Denver went up by 18, I believe, in the first half. Um, L.A. did cut it down to, uh, I think, four points or something like that. It was within, definitely within five. Um, Might have been three points, but I don't think they ever fully came back to tie it and definitely didn't take a lead or anything like that. But Denver then got hot at the end, uh, something we saw them do a lot during the postseason last year um, and were able to pretty comfortably win this game towards the end as both teams did eventually clear their benches towards the end. So on the Denver side, I mean, they just picked up right where they left off from the postseason. Uh, Jokic was phenomenal. He had 29, 13, and 11. He had a block and a steal, only two turnovers. Um, He shot 12 for 22 from the field, made three three three-pointers, and he... Kind of just proved what we already knew. Uh, He's the guy with the the championship belt. He's the best player in the world right now. Um, It's going to take something pretty big from someone else to dethrone him as is. Um, I mean, it's really going to take another one of those top guys to win the championship. And even then, it still probably would be somewhat of a debate. Um, But he's the favorite to an MVP this year as well. I see no reason why he shouldn't be. The team's going to be really good. He is 28 right in his prime, um, he should come into this year with some extra level of confidence. I'm sure he was already confident, but just knowing that they have what it takes to get over the hump and win a championship, um, can just add a lot to your confidence playing on the court. But, um, Denver as a whole, they looked great. I mean, KCP was eight for 12. He made two, three pointers, 20 points as well. Aaron Gordon had an awesome game, 15, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. Um, Jamal Murray looked a little bit more like regular season Jamal Murray. Uh, He didn't play poorly. He shot eight for 13 from the field, but only 21.6 assists, um, which is kind (laughs) of, it's funny. That's pretty much right on what he's typically been averaging in the regular season, even though we saw those numbers bump way up in the uh, postseason. So that's one of the things I'm most interested to see with this team is, can Murray do what he did in the postseason for an entire regular season? Or is he always just going to be that like 20-point per game, five, six assists in the regular season, and then step it up? Um, given how good this team is, I don't think that's an issue for them as long as he's doing that in the postseason. But a lot of people want to say, how has this guy I've never made an all-star team? And it's pretty obvious when you look at the numbers. He, they just haven't been there in the regular season. So um, it will be interesting to see what version of him we get. I think he's going to be a little bit more confident physically because he's not coming off an injury like he was last year. He was a little rusty to start the year. Um, but, I mean, he, he shot the ball well last night and played well overall. They just didn't really need him to score a bunch. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't put too much into that. Um, Porter Jr. did not shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, five for 13, two for nine from three, only 12 points. But he had 12 rebounds, two steals, um, no turnovers. He's really come a long way in terms of just the impact he can have besides scoring. Um, Before, it was like, if he's not making shots, he's completely useless out there. He was a defensive liability at times. He's a black hole, kind of sloppy with the ball at times, Um, and didn't really do the little things. But last year in the postseason, we saw him start to do some of those things. Um, He's put more of an effort into um, rebounding. He's gotten a lot better defensively. Is he a lockdown defender? Absolutely not. But um, at the very least, he's... Um, improved there and competent um, and not (laughs) a guy that you're going to be worried about getting played off the court like he used to be. Um, Their bench was probably the thing I was most interested to see coming into this game. None of the rookies really played. uh, Jalen Pickett, um, Julian Strother, Hunter Tyson. Um, Justin Holliday also did not play. DeAndre Jordan did not play. Um, But we did get a heavy dose of Reggie Jackson, who played fine. Um, I'm still not a, a fan of him at this point in his career. I think he's passed his prime. And even when he was in his prime, I'm not sure he was really a high impact winning type player. Um, but look in the regular season, he's a fine backup. It's they're going to be fine. I don't know if he's going to be able to play big minutes in the playoffs, um, but for, yeah, for the regular season, he will suffice for, <laughs> for now, at least um, Christian Brown, he played, he was okay. I di- certainly didn't see any sort of leap out of him right away. I, I also want to preface, this is all one game, so I know these are all, I'm not, I'm not overreacting to one game by any means, but just want to see how everyone looked coming out of the gate. Um, yeah, Christian Brown was two for five, five points. Didn't do too much out there, but um, he was fine. He looked like how he did in the postseason last year, like a good cutter, um, making the right rotations and things like that, but not a major impact. Um, and then the two guys who got more minutes that did not really get minutes last season were Zeke Naji and Peyton Watson. Uh, Watson did show some really nice flashes on the defensive end with his length. He did, uh, have a, um, highlight, uh, blocked shot at one point. He knocked it down a three as well. He was only one for three, but that's an area that's going to be a really telltale sign of how much he can play in this rotation. Um, if he can shoot league average from three point range, then he's going to get a lot of minutes on this team because his defensive impact is absolutely, um, going to be there and so that the real question with him is the offense he was a top recruit in high school coming into ucla he was a top 10 player in his class so it's not like he's got no offensive game whatsoever you don't get to be a top 10 recruit if he if he can't score the ball in high school um but yeah i i'm high on watson i like him a lot um i know that uh calvin booth in the recent interview he, he did they they kind of view him as the Bruce Brown replacement. Um, So we'll see if that come to fruition. He certainly is not the ball handler or the um, like playmaker uh, that Brown was. Um, Brown was really their backup point guard in the playoffs. So they're definitely going to miss that. Watson's a little bigger, six, eight, six, nine longer wing. Um, But as far as defensively, I think he can cover up a lot of what they're going to miss from Bruce Brown. And then Zeke Naji, same thing. He was fine. Uh, One for three from the field, four points. Um, I don't, I'm not sold on him as like a full-time backup five. He only played 11 minutes, so it's not like he um, was getting big-time reserve minutes. They did still do a lot of the Aaron Gordon at the five when Jokic wasn't in. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. I mean, they. I'm sure uh, DeAndre Jordan will play in some matchups. Zeke Naji will play in some. Um, Aaron Gordon will play some five, as, as we saw last night in the postseason as well. Um, but overall, I mean, the bench was fine. Uh, everyone on the bench had a, Positive plus minus, except for Zeke Naji. Um, so it, it certainly wasn't an issue. I know that was really their biggest question mark. Um, they played nine guys essentially, um, but yeah, I, I I was never concerned about the bench really because I, I just I trust them <laughs> to find guys that will be good. They're kind of like the Heat a little bit, just really good player development, and they're gonna find guys to put out there that are gonna be at least competent. So um, yeah, Denver looked like they should be the favorite. I put them as the favorite in my contender tiers. Um, this game only affirmed that. I know it's only one game, like I said, but they just—they looked great. They looked really, really good, especially on offense. And they did that classic thing where they get off to the scorching hot early, and then maybe let the team kind of come back a little bit, and then in the fourth, they just clutch up and like the last four or five minutes of the game, they just make plays. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did in the finals against Miami when they would claw back. They were just uh, better at executing. They, All their guys know how to play with each other. They know how to play off of each other. Um, and with Jokic out there, with Murray and all the role guys, like they're just going to be so difficult to beat in a seven-game series in the postseason. So, um, yeah, nothing but uh, praise for Denver all around. Like I said, the two biggest things I'm looking forward to this year are how does the bench play out? Do they have guys that they can trust, or do they need to make a move to uh, – Get uh just reinforcements there for the postseason, and can Jamal Murray ascend to a consistent All Star level player, or is he just gonna kind of be that guy that steps up in the postseason, but is kind of just good but not great in the regular season? So we will see there. Um, moving to the Lakers side of things, um, this. Uh, it wasn't quite as good, obviously. <laughs> people are really high in the Lakers. I I've heard a lot of people say that they are on the same tier as Phoenix and Denver, and I know people have picked them to make the finals. Even some like respected people have picked them to win the whole thing. Um, so there's high expectations for this team. I don't think I was quite as enamored with the the off that they had. They got a lot of praise uh, for the moves they made, people were like, there's, they're totally stacked now. And to me, I, I don't know. Um, I like a lot of what they have, but there's a lot of guys on their team that got minutes that I'm really not a fan of either. Um, obviously like outside of Davis and LeBron and, and the Reeves signing was great. Don't get me wrong. They got him for way cheaper than I, um, thought they probably, uh, would have, especially if he was more on the open market and wasn't a restricted free agent. um, but like at one point they had a lineup out, out there of D'Angelo Russell, Gabe Vincent, Cam Reddish, Rui Hachimura, and Jackson Hayes. And I'm like, that's a that's a bad lineup on both ends. Like Cam Reddish, I just if he's gonna he plays uh, almost eighteen minutes last night. If he's gonna play eighteen minutes a game, that's concerning to me. He's <laughs> I know he he made a three pointer, um, but he's not been a good shooter consistently in his career. He's got tools defensively but has not been good on defense either he's sloppy with the ball he doesn't handle it well like he's he just has been on he hasn't been good just to put it quite frank there's a reason that he's been on like five teams in three years and everyone's like oh just give him a chance well (laughs) maybe he hasn't gotten a a chance to be a full-time starter because he shouldn't be a full-time starter i'm pretty sure these teams that have had him if he was really that good they'd be playing him more um jackson hayes i don't he's fine I don't know what he's particularly great at. On offense, he's kind of a zero. He can't shoot. He's not a great finisher around the basket. He's just athletic there. Um, And then defensively, it's not like he's some elite rim protector either or super versatile. So he's a fine third big, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Uh, Hachimura, I know he was super, super hot in the postseason last year. But he looked a lot like his wizard self last night, three for 10 from the field, did not make a three-pointer on three attempts and missed a couple of them badly. Um, He was minus eight in only 14 minutes, so we'll see with him. Uh, He hasn't been a particularly efficient or um, good player by the advanced stats in his career either, so hopefully he can get back to what he was in the postseason. to me, that felt like a little bit of an outlier, but we'll see. Um, and then D'Angelo Russell, I, (laughs) I don't know what to say about him. He is a problem out there. He was four for 12 from the field, um, seven assists, three turnovers, 11 points. But look, if, if you just watch the games, like when the, when the offense runs through him, they just don't get good shots. They don't have good possessions. He had this one time where he had a big switch on him and he just dribbled straight, trying to cross him up for literally eight seconds and couldn't get by the guy. Um, ended up getting a terrible shot off. Like he, when he gets the ball, it just doesn't normally lead to good things. Um, I mean, there was a funny clip going around when, because LeBron was mic'd up during the game and he was talking about how when they do the pick and roll and he's, uh, uh is at the elbow, um, that he sees everything. And he's like, if you get me the ball, it's not even going to be to score there because I, I'm going to be, uh, looking to facilitate and I, I can see who's open and I can read the defense. And so it, <laughs> it was just funny cause it was insinuating like, okay, let's do a pick. Let's do some more pick and rolls and, and get me the ball, um, at the elbow and see, uh, who I can find and let me operate. And then like the next play, they did a pick and roll and, uh D'Lo like looked off LeBron and took an isolation three and missed it badly. So it's <laughs> that's kind of him in a nutshell. Um it, it <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like when they run the offense through LeBron or even Austin Reeves, it's much better results. Reeves did not play well last night. He was four for eleven, um, fourteen points, two turnovers, two steals, four assists. So it wasn't awful. Like the stats don't look that bad, but I didn't feel like he played. Like, he didn't play like how he did in the playoffs. He didn't play like how he did in um, the World Cup over the summer where he looked like, honestly, one of the best players on the team. Um, again, just one game, so I'm not reading too much into it. But I don't. I know people are really high on him. He's one of the favorites for most improved this year. We'll see if he can be, like, a consistent 20, uh, 18 to 20 point-per-game guy. But um, he didn't look great last night uh, overall, and I know it's just one game. Um, LeBron... Looked good, but he only played 29 minutes, and that was a topic of discussion. So, if he's only going to play 29, 30 minutes a game, then it's going to hurt this team, like from a win loss perspective, for sure. I mean, D'Angelo Russell played 36 minutes, led the team. LeBron only played 29. If you're getting seven more minutes out of Russell than LeBron, it's that's going to add up over the span of a season. So, um, look, I don't think the Lakers are going to be bad. I'm just saying that LeBron, uh, Five less minutes a game. All it takes is one five minute run, and it's in throughout LeBron's career. It has been one of those like when he's. I mean, he was plus seven tonight, for example, and they lost by twelve. They were minus nineteen uh, when he was on the bench, um, and then plus seven when he played. So they were a totally different team. That's been the story of his career, honestly. Um, so if he's playing five less minutes a game, I mean, those five minutes could decide the game. Um, he looked really good, though. I mean, I really liked his um, approach offensively. He was 10 for 16, only 21 points, but he wasn't forcing a lot of threes like we've seen him do in years past. He was one for four from there, but I think one was a half court shot at the end of the quarter. So that one doesn't even really count. So really just one for three. Um, but we've seen him settle a lot in the past few years and I didn't feel like he was doing that. He was being really intentional, especially getting the ball out on the fast break and getting downhill, um, which is where he's at his absolute best. So, um, I was encouraged by, his uh, desire just to attack the basket instead of settling for shots. I don't even think he took like a single mid-range shot, for example, either. Um, and he obviously looked good as a distributor, and it, he did his thing. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I've i had some comments saying like he might be a little bit washed. Uh, not washed, but just slightly declined. Because um, the playoffs, he didn't look particularly great offensively. But again, he did have the lingering foot issue. So there's absolutely a chance that... Um, that was just bothering him. And that's why he didn't have the lift on his shot. Um, so I, that's one of the main things I'm looking for in the Lakers is like, is LeBron the guy he was last February when he was playing like a top five player, or is he the guy that was in the playoffs? Um, Cause if he's the guy that he was in the playoffs, then I don't like their chances as a true contender. But if he's the guy that we saw um, right before he got hurt, when he was playing out of his mind and <laughs> on a super, <laughs> uh, hot streak just scoring the ball then yeah they they probably have a, a pretty legitimate shot but but not if anthony davis is gonna go scoreless in the second half every game he was six for 11 with 17 points in the first half and then went zero for six uh zero points in the second half and it felt like it too i mean he looked he felt like a ghost out there he just they were running everything through him in the first half second half he started settling for more like mid-range step-back jumpers, which are just not his strength. I know Darvin Hand said he wants him to shoot six threes per game. I personally don't because he shot like 25% on three last year. And, I mean, he just hasn't been a good shooter. Even his free throw stats, have he used to be like mid-80s, and they've gone way down the past couple years. So he's just been bad as a jump shooter, like one of the worst in the league. So I, I don't think that's a good formula to have him shooting six threes a game. Uh, but regardless, he was settling a lot, um, and I mean, look, a lot of people think this guy's like a top ten player. You just can't have zero points in a half. Like Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, um, Luca, Steph. Like these guys don't go a whole half without scoring at least. Like, they're, look, they're gonna have their bad shooting nights for sure, but they're gonna they're gonna get their numbers regardless. And he just hasn't done that consistently. He didn't do it consistently in the postseason, so. If LeBron's not going to play 35 minutes a game, Davis is going to uh, continue to be inconsistent, and then just D'Angelo Russell is going to be a, a really big part of this offense, then I'm concerned for their offense a little bit. Um, I think they need to run way more things through Reeves than Russell. Um, and, and to be to be quite frank, I think having Russell play 30 minutes a game on any team puts a serious ceiling on them. Um, I don't think you can win a championship with him as your starting point guard because his, his basketball IQ stuff, it's just it's awful. He just doesn't get it, and he he thinks it's time for him to take over all the time, and he gets bad shots. He ends up with seven assists, but it's not like those are creative assists where he's manipulating the defense. It's either like a classic pick and roll or just kicking out to a guy in the wing, and it's mostly just because he's got the ball in his hand a ton, so of course he's going to get some assists. But, um yeah, if they can flip him at the deadline with uh, Hachimura or something for uh, a bigger salary and a better fit, I think then I'll be a much bigger believer in the Lakers. But right now, I'm just skeptical um, from a health perspective for LeBron and AD, from a um, consistency perspective from Davis. And then again, I just think a lot of their, like Tureen Prince played great, four for six from three, 18 points, six for eight from the field overall. But he's not going to do that every night. And then I'm just not a huge believer in uh, Hachimura. I'm not a huge believer in Cam Reddish. Gabe Vincent was fine, but I think he gets a little overrated just because some of the big shots he hit in the postseason. And then Christian Wood, we know that come playoff time, he's probably not going to be a viable option just given his defensive deficiencies. So I noticed a lot of hate on the Lakers. I still think they're really good. Um, they're If they're fully healthy – Um, all their guys playing, then I think they're going to be a top four seed in the West. I think they've got a very, very legitimate shot to make the conference finals again. Um, Is there a world I could see them maybe making the finals potentially if only if LeBron is playing back to like top five player in the world um, type uh, play out there. But if he's not, then I mean, I just don't see how they beat Denver. They just can't, they can't stop. They're great defensively, but Davis can't guard Jokic and Jokic is kind of like the cheat code of how to beat this defense. Um, (laughs) and then they can't keep up with them offensively. Like Denver's offense is just too good for LA. That was my biggest concern with them is their offense. Um, and that kind of came to fruition a little bit last night. So, um, yeah, definitely some red flags. I know it's one game. I'm not overreacting. I had them as the five seed, um, I'm not changing that or anything. Uh, I still think they're going to be in that range a little lower than you'd expect just because of the now minutes restriction on LeBron for the year, plus the potential for injuries with him and Davis throughout the year. But um, this was a fun game overall, a little back and forth before Denver came away with it. And um, like I said, Denver is looking like the favorite, not only in the West, but in the whole league, um, even with all the additions that other teams made. But switching over to the other game uh, between Phoenix and Golden State, uh, the Suns got off to a very hot start in this one as well. They were up 12 in the first quarter. Golden State ended up coming back to it at the end of the first. Then Phoenix went on a super big run in the second, and they were up 15 at halftime. But then the Warriors outscored Phoenix 40 to 19 in the third. Um, so they were up six going in the fourth quarter, but then – Phoenix played really well in the fourth, especially defensively, um, and they ended up winning by four points after some uh, clutch three-point shooting from their role players down the stretch. Um, But on the Sun side of things, uh, Booker was awesome, and he looked like how he looked in the postseason. And so, I mean, we're going to start having to have conversations about is that just who he is now? (laughs) I mean, he had 32 points, eight assists, six rebounds, um played well on defense he was 13 for 21 from the field that's 62 percent um three for eight from three three for three from the line um he did have six turnovers but I think they're still getting used to him having the ball in his hands all the time so I wouldn't read into that too much I mean they had 19 as a team they were a little sloppy overall but regardless he was just he had 17 points in the first quarter um and he's just (laughs) he makes tough shots he gets where he wants to get on the court. whether it be a transition pull up three, um, y- using the uh, his post game on, on the wing or corner of the mid range and hitting his patented fader fade away that he had on um, Steph in the first quarter with the n one, um, his just pulling up in the paint. I mean he's he's really great getting to the basket now too. And probably the most impressive thing I saw from him last night was just his passing ability. I mean the. Kogi and Gordon hit huge threes in the fourth quarter, and both of those were assisted by Booker. Um, one of them super late in the shot clock. Second one, they um, had a, a screen play where they got a switch, and then Gordon ended up kind of open on the right wing, and they passed over to him. And then the last play of the game, I mean, their, or not last play, but their last possession of the game, Phoenix is up two and uh, Golden State's going to get a chance to get the ball back. And so they, they basically have to score if they want to for sure guarantee a win. Booker gets the ball, as everyone expected. He runs the clock down a little bit. Everybody in the arena is thinking that he's going to shoot a shot. He pulls up, looks like he's going to shoot from three, and then does a fit, uh, fakes the shot into a pass to Nurkic, who's rolling to the basket for the layup, and they go up four, and that's pretty much how they clinch it. So just the wherewithal to not – have to be the hero and take the shot. But also, I mean, the three most important shots of the game were not made by him, but they were all three assisted on him. Um, I think they said that uh, their last 15 points of the game, he either scored or assisted, were scored by him or assisted by him, including the last eight, which clinched the game. Um, So, yeah, he was great. Um, Kevin Durant was not. He was 7 for 22, uh, only 18 points. He was 3 for 5 from the line, which is very unlike him as well. He had a couple not great turnovers as well, and he kind of looked, he was looking like this a little bit in the postseason last year, just kind of sloppy with the ball, like, uh, taking really tough shots, like, it just feels like every shot he takes is, like, he's kind of forcing it, he's doing this off-balance, like, runner off one foot, and, like, the thing is, he's Kevin Durant, so he can make those shots, like, he absolutely can make them, but the problem is, like, you just can't, like it, that can't be the only kind of shot you take. And that has been kind of the only shot that he's taken in the postseason and now in the first game this year. So um, I just I really want to see him get some better looks more in the flow in the offense because I feel like what they're doing is they're, especially when they're staggering him and Booker, they're putting Durant out there with the bench unit like to start the second quarter. And their offense is basically like the bench is like, oh, just give it to KD. And then th- that's it. And then he's forced to get some difficult shot. And like I said, he can make them, but it's not really sustainable. And we've now had a sample size of 20 games um, with Booker and Durant playing across the postseason last year and then uh, the few regular season games they did play and then this game. In those games, Durant's averaging 26.5 points and Booker's averaging 31.5 points. So it seems like it's pretty obvious Booker's like the first option here. And the eye test to me says that he's just looked like the better player. I mean, he's been more efficient from the field. He shot the ball better. He's been better at getting good looks. He's a, he's been a better passer. He's taking care of the ball better. I know he had six turnovers, but I just mean like Durant's turnovers are really sloppy and unforced um, where he's like just dribbling into traffic. Whereas bookers are more like he's at least trying to make something happen. It'll be like a, a bad pass or something. So, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying that Booker is better than Durant for sure, but if we don't like the sample size we have and the eye test, when you watch these two, it looks like Booker's the best player on the team. And so that's, that's an interesting development for them. Um, and look, I mean, Durant is getting up there in age. He's mid thirties. Booker's, um uh, about to turn 27. So he's just kind of reaching his prime. And if this is the guy he is now, I don't think that's a bad thing if he's the best player. Um, it's probably good for Durant in the long haul, so they don't have to put so much of a burden on him so he can be a little bit more fresh for the postseason. But um, it's just interesting. (laughs) As a guy who watches a lot of Suns games, uh, Booker just has looked better. So uh, that'll be – we'll see where it goes. I mean, Durant could drop 40 in the next game, and Booker could just defer to him a little more. And who knows? We might. This narrative might be stupid, but – it's something I'm going to monitor, and I think that uh, other people are starting to, to catch on to it, that maybe Booker is the better player currently. Um, additionally, Nurkic looked like a really good fit. Um, he had 14 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, only one turnover, five for eight from the field. He made a three-pointer as well, three for three from the line. Um, yeah, he, he was great for them. Um, so I think that my take on this trade, and I said this a little bit when, when it happened, offensively I do think he's a better fit than Aiden because Aiden is kind of a black hole in offense. He's not great. He's not a great passer. He, he's certainly not like, like <laughs> when he turns and gets the ball, he's not like looking to see where everyone is. He's, he's pretty locked in on the basket and he, he'll pass back out to the guy that passed it to him, but he's not creating offense. Certainly not. Um, and so he, Nurkic is just a better kind of, like, uh, connector on offense. He's going to keep the ball moving. He's a genuinely good passer. He's going to find open shooters. Um, He's a really good screener. He spreads, uh, or he stretches the floor a lot more. Um, Ayton just couldn't develop a reliable three-point shooter to this point, and Nurkic shot 36% on it last year. It wasn't massive volume, but it wasn't nothing. I mean, he was shooting at at least a three a game, um, and he was one for two last night, so it's certainly possible that that could be uh, just something that he does now. And if it is, it's going to help a lot, like I said. He also looked pretty fine defensively. He was uh, fine as a rim protector. He didn't get totally like run off the court guarding the perimeter. I mean, he had some tough plays where he's guarding staff at some point. But it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, let's run at Nurkic every single time. So um, I do think he's a better fit offensively. My worries with him were the defense and if he's going to get ripped apart by guards – specifically in the postseason. I think his defense is going to be fine for the the regular season, but come playoff time, I come back to bite them. But he played really well last night. Um, Their two biggest uh, bench pieces, uh, Grayson Allen, who did start in this game just because Bradley Beal did not play, Um, they're saying he's probably going to be back by tomorrow, but we'll see. It it, it doesn't seem like a serious injury. And then Eric Gordon, who did not start but uh, came off the bench, they shot the ball like shit. Uh, (laughs) Grayson Allen... (coughs) It was 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. Gordon was 4 for 16 from the field, 2 for 9 from 3, but he made his last two, uh, and they were really clutch shots, especially the second one. So I don't think it's very often that they're going to go 4 for 22 combined and 2 for 14 from 3. So really good win by them just to be able to overcome that. They didn't shoot particularly well from 3 as a team. I mean, they were 11 for 33. Um and they had 19 turnovers. So, I mean, shooting 33% from three and 19 turnovers, you're not going to win a ton of games like that, but they were able to eat this one out. Um, Additionally, Kogi was awesome for them. He was seven for nine, 17 points, uh, four offensive rebounds. He had a steal as well, made a super important three-pointer towards the end of the game. So, Um, he was great for them down the stretch of the regular season last year. He picked right back up on that again, uh, in this first game. So if he can continue to develop and if, if he can be even a 36% three point shooter consistently, then he's going to get a lot of minutes for this team. That's really his biggest thing is that he hasn't been a great shooter throughout his career, but if he can do that consistently, then it's going to open up uh, a lot of things for this offense. Um, I really liked the Watanabe minutes as well. He was two for four from three, uh, eight points, four rebounds. I thought he was really solid, um, defensively. Uh, I mean, he's not the most physically gifted guy, but he did a good job like trying to just staying in front of their guards. Um, and certainly was not a liability by any means. And then offensively, he spread the floor better than any of the other role players in this game. Um, we know he shot the ball super well last year, like at 50% or something like that. Ridiculous. Um, but that was kind of an outlier year for him. So if he can, if he can even shoot 40% this year, then that's going to be huge for them. He's going to get a lot of minutes. He was probably my favorite guy off the bench that they had. Eubanks was not great in the first quarter when he played, but was a lot better in the second half. When he played, he did have seven rebounds, three blocks, um, but it was only one for three from the field, three fouls, three turnovers. So um but he was fine overall i mean he did what he needed to do and then jordan goodwin gave some decent minutes especially defensively um but overall i think a lot to like about what you saw from the suns booker picked back up where he left off watsonabe and akogi and nurkic all looked great as role players gordon and allen you know that they're not going to shoot that poorly uh, all the time And then same with Durant. I mean, he'll bounce back. And then obviously all this was without Bradley Beal. So um, they did have some lineups out there without Booker or Durant on the court uh, at the end of the first quarter specifically. But I think when Beal is back, they're not going to really have any, ever have a lineup without at least one of the three out there. So that's going to be huge for them. Um, And just think about like Beal being in that shooter spot other than Grayson Allen. It's going to be a lot harder to guard because he's a lot more of a threat, um, not only just to shoot, um, just attracting the defense. You got to stay glued to him, but also just when he gets it, he's a threat to go off the, off the dribble and score. So, um, it's going to open a lot, open up a lot of things for this team, I think. Also defense was their biggest question. They played pretty well there. I mean, they had, they had the third quarter where they gave up 40 points, but they only give up 18 points in the second quarter, 18 points in the fourth quarter, only 104 overall to golden state. Um, and the warriors shot, uh, 30, six percent from the field and twenty-three percent from three. Um eleven turnovers. I, I think half, more than half of those were in the fourth quarter. Um look you can certainly say like well Golden State just had a cold shooting night but you know it that does happen but it's a sample size of one so you gotta give the defense at least a little bit of credit. Do I I don't think they're gonna hold teams to the shooting <laughs> that poorly every night obviously but uh, if you were worried about their defense, it certainly was an encouraging night uh, for that. But on the Warrior side here, um, there was a, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Um, Curry was cold. He was 8 for 20, only 40%, four fourteen from 3. Um, he still had 27 points, though, but he does that. I mean, that's a classic Steph. Like, he's still going to get 25 points, and he has some off-shooting nights, but it's still a threat. Um Wiggins was really not good. <laughs> he did not look good uh, at all in this game. Uh, neither did Clay. Clay was 6 for 18, th- uh, 3 for 11. I think he started the game 1 for 8 at one point. And I've been on, I've been saying this for a long time. I just think Clay is washed. I don't think he's the player he used to be. I don't think he's as good offensively. Just He can still shoot from outside, obviously. Um, but he's not as much of a threat like... Uh, with like off the dribble, not that he was ever a huge threat there, but he's certainly less of a threat there now. He doesn't ever get to the basket really. Um, he shoots kind of bad shots a lot, and he just doesn't make them as much as he used to. Uh, and then defensively, I mean, he's just he's not good on defense at this point in his career. Um, and then they did get really good minutes out of Moses Moody. Uh, he made two threes, four for six from the field, eleven points, three steals. He was probably the um, one of the bigger. Uh, bright bright sides to look at for this loss was that he played really well. And you, you kind of felt it when he was out there. Uh, Kaminga was pretty good too, 12.6 rebounds, 4 for 8 from the field. Um, so those two, I mean, look, I think that they're going to be more reliant on those two guys than they need to be or want to be really. Because, um, look, the rest of their bench really didn't do much. Gary Payton was 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, and they were leaving them wide open and he was not even close on his shots. Um, he was good defensively on Booker, probably the person that disrupt him the most, but just offensively, he's a, he's a total zero most of the time. And then Sharch was three for 11. He had seven rebounds, two blocks. So he was pretty fine on defense, but he's not a guy that is great inside in the paint. Uh, and we saw that last night. He's just not a great finisher in general, kind of weak with the ball. Um, But probably the biggest thing to discuss here is the Chris Paul fit and how that looked. He did not shoot well. He was four for 15. He went over six from three. Um, He did have nine assists, though, 14 points, two steals. I think other than his shooting, I mean, he played well overall. Like, I will say, like, it's interesting because the Chris Paul thing, it it looked good, but I'm – the reason it looked good is kind of the same reason that I'm concerned about it. So basically, the him being able to play with the second unit was awesome. Um, they the, honestly, that's when the, they made a lot of their run in the second quarter was with him in the bench, with Steph not on the court. And even in the third quarter when they were making their run, Curry had to come out because he had some foul trouble. Um, but they're gonna get just really. They're gonna get good looks, and he knows how to run an offense. He's not gonna let this bench like their bench was terrible last year it was like one of the worst in the whole league and it was a major issue and I just don't think that's gonna be an issue if they stagger those two um so on that front it, it was great but on the other front like steph got one assist last night and he's given a guy that's averaged six or seven and the ball's just in his hand less and like i think the way people envision envision this was that Uh, Chris Paul was going to come in and kind of just fit in with the offense that they have. But to me, what it looked like is it was a Chris Paul team where Steph was trying to fit in. Um, And maybe that's kind of a knock on Steph. I mean, he did this a little bit with KD too, just kind of deferring to these other guys. And it's, it's a good thing in the sense that like, he's not difficult to play with. He's not going to be like, this is my team or anything like that, but it can be bad because he, he's obviously the best player on this team and he's way better than Chris Paul and Chris Paul, just curry should have the ball in his hands more is what i'm saying um it felt like curry was not as involved as you'd like him to be and i think that assist number is a perfect example of that i mean one assist for him is really really low and chris paul had nine um so that that was a little concern to me and i don't know if that like contributed to steph's poor shooting night we know he can play off ball but I just think that the best version of this team is going to be Steph having the ball in his hands a ton. And Chris Paul is just not very good off ball, uh, especially if he's going to go over six from three. So again, I really liked the Chris Paul bench minutes. I think that if they stagger those two, it's going to pay dividends for them. But I was pretty concerned just with the overall um, fit between those two. And because it just, it felt like Steph was trying to fit in with a, prototypical Chris Paul team instead of Chris Paul trying to fit in with a prototypical Warriors team. And I, as we've seen a prototypical Warriors team has four championships and a prototypical Chris Paul team has zero. So, um, we'll see again, just one game. Draymond didn't play. Uh, so we'll see what that happened or what happens when he does play. But, uh, I I don't know if it's going to help the offense necessarily because Chris Paul and Draymond are kind of redundant, having them both out there. Um, We'll see. uh, Yeah. But I think there's a lot to take away as positives for them. Again, they just didn't shoot the ball very well. They were much better turnover-wise than they've been in recent years, and Chris Paul will do that. His teams typically are among the best in the league at not turning the ball over. Um, I think they only had like four or five going into the fourth before they um, had a good amount in the fourth, but... Uh, but yep. Flashes from Moody and Kaminga. I'm sure Wiggins will bounce back. Clay's not going to, he's going to have some off nights, but he'll have some on nights as well. Steph didn't shoot the ball well, but overall, I mean, I think the Warriors are a little bit of a step behind Denver and Phoenix. Like I just, I didn't love, they're just so small. It's going to be really hard. We saw that last night. I mean, they got, uh, out rebounded pretty badly by 11 rebounds last night. Um, they gave up 17 offensive rebounds to Phoenix, so they're really small. Um, I don't really love all their def- their lineups defensively if they're playing Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, and Steph, and then Wiggins, and then probably Draymond. Um, I just don't know. Like that 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 guard rotation scares me, especially against a team like Phoenix, where I'm like, okay, who's guarding Booker and who's guarding Beal? Who's guarding Durant? Probably Draymond on Durant, I guess, but where Wiggins on Durant? I don't know, but. Uh, and then the Chris Paul fit. We'll see. Look, I've been on the record. I would not be shocked if he was not on this team by the deadline. I think that if they don't think it's going well, he's an expiring contract, $30 million, They can attach him to either Kaminga or Moody or a pick and try to get an upgrade. I think it's on the table. Um, so we'll see. But really fun game. This was probably the more entertaining game. I mean, it was like a one-point game with two minutes to go. Uh, But Phoenix just had some really clutch shots made by their role guys down the stretch. But uh, exciting stuff, Uh, (laughs) and the season is back. Uh, We got a full slate uh, tonight with all the rest of the teams that didn't play yesterday playing, except for Milwaukee and Philly. Also, don't play till tomorrow on uh, TNT. Uh, But looking forward to it. All right, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Sean Jones NBA Show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening um super 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 excited for the season like I said at the beginning I did release my NBA preview with deep dives on all 30 teams as well as my predictions for both the standings and the playoffs Um, so check that out on my website Um, if you haven't already I've also been posting it on social media so um, check out any of my pages and you can click the link there um but yeah excited to get this season kicked off the first full slate tonight um but it was a really really fun opening night and yeah i'm just looking forward to it so um thanks so much for listening and i will chat with you soon